0: You need Indeed.
1: This is Kits and Wagers. I'm Adam Zadroik, joined by Chris Owen to talk game week 13 in the Premier League. We're coming off the international break, and we're coming in early in the week because we got, for the Americans out there, we got Thanksgiving tomorrow so we're getting this out of the way before we stuff our faces with whatever kind of foods we eat on Thanksgiving but Chris it's game week 13 talking about Thanksgiving something that keeps coming up to me as I listen to NFL podcasts and whatnot it's it's week 12 in the NFL and basically the fantasy season there's only like I think one or two weeks left of regular season fantasy football depending on what league you're in maybe three and you look at the Premier League game week 13 we got 38 game weeks and it just comes up to me it's like did i did i pick the wrong sport to cover and <laughs> um but what's going on chris uh, let's get wow. to are we gonna close the
2: show with our favorite thanksgiving uh food i think, or, yeah. or what? I think we have to yeah, yeah. I'm, i have some controversial takes you know about uh well, some, some may consider them controversial. They might not be controversial for others, but I have some, some interesting takes about Thanksgiving food. Um, and, of course, you know, smoking birds. This is the Smoking Birds podcast from time to time. So we'll have one on the smoker this weekend. Um, honestly, huge weekend in sports. We got a uh, college football rivalry week. A um, lot, lot of good stuff going on there. We, of course, have a huge slate of, of Premier League games. And then... Top that all off, you know. For for this for the nerds out here, we got MLS playoffs, baby. We got the, the conference semifinals, uh, one being uh, the Seattle Sounders hosting LAFC. I got a gaggle of friends going to that game. Um, we'll be excited. Uh, so I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to a fun week weekend of sports, and you know, in the in the EPL especially, there is a lot of tasty matchups
1: yeah I gotta get back to my my Twitter thread of, of MLS bets and, and I gotta get back in the MLS mode for those. I was gonna put together my record for that but I uh, maybe I forgot a little bit uh so while we were away Everton got a 10 point deduction. We're not talking about Everton but uh just I just pulled up the table on our site here just to look at it see what we're see what we're talking about here. We will be talking about Sheffield United and Bournemouth They're fighting near the bottom of the table but everton I'll, I'll just ask right now do you think Everton are gonna? are going to stay above, I, I guess is the question here. Now they're sitting at four points, even though granted, I, I guess while we're talking there, there's still stuff going around that maybe they're even deducted more because a couple other teams uh, complain about them kind of a thing, but yeah. What do you think?
2: So that felt like a, like a, like a, an out of league like suit against Everton, you know, because like some of those fans there's some of those clubs that were relegated, I have no idea. You know the UK law. You know I'm I'm not an expert on it, but uh, I think you know some of those clubs have a shout because they of how the rules are broken and how they purchase players that you know during that time that were able to uh, to help them to avoid relegation. Like I said, I'm not an expert on this by any means, but yeah, tough, tough, tough outcome for Everton, and you know, kind of makes you wonder maybe what's going on with some of those other clubs that have been under consideration for some breaches. <laughs> of uh i'm not gonna name names but you know we'll see I'm a, it's a big wait and see because i think was it uh biggie or tupac you know they once said money is the case and so I, I think that could also be the case here is you get enough uh big time lawyers in a room and you know some throw a little money in it and sometimes things are worked out but we'll see but uh i do honestly i i my friend who's an everton fan he texts me about it and he's like oh, we're, we're done so we'll we're, we're out of here I was like, if it's ten points, I feel like, you know, Sean Dyche, he can he he can be a miracle worker, and they all have that mentality. Like we've been, you know, some in some degree, uh, you know, misrepresented or like you know, chip on their shoulder, aka. So I I would be interested in like if you can get some good odds in an Everton staying up that yeah, like right after they were,
1: uh, right. Unfortunately, uh- I don't think you can. I pulled up the odds, but. I mean, they're two points back of Luton Town, who are now 17th place. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're they're miles away. It's not like yeah. it's there's five game weeks left or something, and they're ten points out or whatever. But uh, relegated to be relegated odds: Sheffield United are minus minus six hundred, Luton Town minus four hundred, Burnley minus one seventy five, and Everton are plus two hundred. I know when we talked before the season. Burnley were I don't know projected to finish like 10, 11th or something like that. It would have yeah. been great to to take with those odds or whatever they were, uh, just because a ton of the a ton of Burnley hype was going into it. But let's get into uh, some of the games we're talking. about. Actually, before we get in, uh, if, if you're watching on YouTube or Twitter, we have a couple, we have a couple mustaches going, but we have a we have a uh, donation going for Movember. movembercom t RotoWire. If you want to donate there. And I believe there's, if you follow the rules, they're up on Twitter. I, I retweeted on the RotoWire Soccer Twitter account, um, but just like forward your receipt to social social@rotowire.com, and you'll be in the running for a three, a free three-month trial at Rodawire. So check that out. Uh, if, uh, if you have any extra cash to donate for uh, for a good cause over at Movember, but Chris, let's get into it. And, oh, check it out. We got our betting records on the front here. Uh, Sean Deitch. I'm not going to click and do it. I don't want to look at my record any more than I have to, but uh, the records are on the site now, so check those out if you want to see how we perform team by team kind of a thing. Uh, but the first game we're talking about, you know, we usually talk about usually the biggest game of the weekend is usually, you know, the last one of the weekend. But we're actually talking about Manchester City and Liverpool first because it's the first game. It's an early one. It's a really early one for Chris. He, he's going to have to wake up from his coma at some point on Saturday for this game. But we got Manchester City minus 140 to win. Liverpool are plus 330. And the draw is plus 340. Over two and a half goals is minus 205. Over three and a half goals is plus 120. And then under three and a half goals. Minus 150. So the implied total is kind of sitting in that three goal range. I don't think we'll, we'll see what the injury situation looks like. So for all, all these games we're talking about, we haven't really received any inf- injury information it's Wednesday coming out of the international break. Ederson had an issue a week ago where he had dropped from the national team. Holland had his ankle issue, but it was reported it's the same ankle issue that he had a couple weeks ago or a few weeks ago. And he started, three days after suffering the initial issue. So otherwise I think, you know, we look at this list and there's a lot of names on here. You know, John Stones has been injured most of the season. Um, You know, Kovacic, whatever. So I think they're mostly fine. And then Liverpool, I guess we don't really know the issue with Joe Gomez. We'll see about him. We'll see about Curtis Jones. And we'll see about Canate. I guess there's a, a lot of iffies, you could say. Uh, because Joe Matip started over Kanate just before the break, and then Gakpo did start in that midfield role just before the break. So if you think maybe if Curtis Jones is back, he's probably starting the midfield over Gakpo kind of thing. But again, we, we don't have any of this information, so we're just going to go into it a little blind here. So Chris, Liverpool, are they going to win? <laughs>
2: it's a pretty, pretty straight up question there. Uh, I don't think so. I think they might be able to get a point out of it. Otherwise, I, I I would take City, you know, the minus one forty not within the spectrum of where we bet, but if it was like minus one thirty, I'm probably on that bet, honestly. Uh, last year, they I think it was one 0 at Anfield, um, that that like Mo Salah kind of runaway goal against was that Cancelo at the time, and then four uh, one at the in this same fixture at home for Man City. So I do think that you know in this in this matchup, it's particularly tough for any of the away teams to get points. Uh, You know, in the last four matches, the home team has won. Uh, That does include, I think, a community, I guess, I guess I would have been a neutral side of Wembley, a community shield win. Um, The last time that there was, the away team won was a, that 3-2 FA Cup match. I think it was a semifinal. That was two seasons ago. Um, I believe uh, where Liverpool beat Manchester City. Otherwise, it's it's typically the home team taking um, taking the points here. Man City did beat Liverpool in the Premier League in 2021. Um, they did it, and I guess they, that was again another neutral site. But what I'm saying is, it's really tough for for the away team to to, to take points. I think twice in the past, like maybe 12 matches. Um, that being said, what we have seen in this matchup is a, is a boatload of goals. Um, very very occasionally, is there. Uh, like a a one-o. There's been a couple. There was a one one back in twenty twenty. I think there was no fans there. Um there was the one oh last year that Liverpool won at Anfield. Otherwise it's it's been like, you know, two two, four one, three one, like a lot of these these big goals. I mean last year there was uh you know they had four one, three two in the league cup. Uh there was of course the community shield which was three one, another three two it's a lot of a ton of goals is what I'm saying. Um it will, it will be interesting to see who is back in the lineup. I mean, the Ederson thing is is probably the most concerning of both teams' injuries, considering, you know, I, I, are they putting in, uh, who's their backup? Or is it Orte- Ortega? Yeah, Ortega. Okay. Um, you know, obviously, I stepped down from Ederson there, so that would be concerning if I was, uh, you know, if I was Manchester City. Uh, of course, all, a lot of these players are coming back from from playing international matches. I know, you know. I think Alex McAllister played ninety for uh, Argentina last night in that Brazil match. Uh, Darwin Nunez played for Ur- Uruguay. You know, I'm sure City have some guys that are coming back from. I mean, Holland played in a couple of matches for Norway. Um, you know, so so both teams coming back with some guys who are who are coming. You know, who played in the international break. Uh, so that could, that could give us a little shuffling uh, of the lineups. But yeah, I it'll be a, it'll be a fun one. Four thirty a.m. out here. Um, I think the most interesting thing here for me is I, I like the over three and a half goals at plus one twenty. You mentioned that you're getting absolutely no value on over two and a half at I think it was minus two hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, in nine of these, in, in nine of the past eleven matches, there's been at least four to five goals in in this matchup, and the one, the two, the two matches being that one zero last year, and then a uh, I think it was a league uh, league cut match uh, a couple of years ago. So there's been a ton of goals. Uh, And then notably, a lot of those, you know, a big part of that is, you know, most Salah. This is a secondary bet. So my bet is the over three and a half plus 120. Uh, I love a good most Salah against the top six bet uh, for any time goal scoring. He's played 19 matches against Manchester City in his uh, career. He's got 11 goals, five assists. So something to consider there. Um, And then the uh, if you really want to double down on the goals and, you know, perhaps Manchester City winning this one at home, you can get both teams to score, no draw. Um, I, I, you know, managed to not write down those odds, but uh, I think it was like plus one fifty. So they, we're expecting goals is what I'm seeing from the odds makers. Any any thoughts on that? You're on. Looks like you're on an over as well. Yeah, I remember talking about this this matchup last season. I think we had kind of the same sentiment.
1: We went to that first one, the first one that finished one nil. I think we we're we we're probably on like over three and a half. Yeah. Both teams to score, no draw, kind of a thing, and. Actually, the last couple of years that we've talked about, it's like there's always goals in this game. Why don't we just yeah. bet? Why don't we just bet goals? Uh, so that's that's what we're doing because it seems like there's always goals. And Liverpool away it has not been the same as Liverpool home this season. Yeah. So that's kind of why I'm going with the single-game parlay. I got Manchester City money line with over two-and-a-half goals at plus 125. So in case a 2-1, some kind of result, 3-0. Sorry, Chris happens uh i am safe from from chris's over three and a half goals bet, but this matchup just produces goals I, I don't there's no other way to look at it we have we also have the injuries we have the questions in liverpool's midfield uh you have all those things and then you have some weird things with manchester city maybe a kanji's playing in the john stones role some stuff like that uh, where it changes some things you know they, they just gave up four goals against chelsea so goals can be had from both sides in this game. And we said it last year. We're going to keep saying it for the next matchup. Why don't we just bet goals in this game? So I just threw in <laughs> Manchester City money line because they're at home and because I think overall they're, they're probably a better team as well. So might as well throw that in there. That's plus 125, though.
2: Yeah. And I, I think that's a pretty fair bet. I'd, it's anything, you know, the, I think I saw plus 330 for Liverpool money line would not, I wouldn't bet that at all. Um, I th- you know Manchester City just too too quality of an opponent to think that they go in there and take three points. You know the draw perhaps, but still these each every time these guys play it's it's usually the home team winning or pulling away at some point. Uh, looks like we got a comment here in the, in the from Stephen. Uh, it says Mo Salah the tap in merchant. Um you know Stephen's been listening to the show for for you know a couple seasons now. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Uh, you know he, he he you know he must be watching the games and you know for him to say that it's just it, it's just disappointing. <laughs>
1: um. So if you look at the FPL cheat sheet, Manchester City are. This is it's a weird week where we have so many close games. Manchester City in, in this matchup is the biggest favorite of all the ten matchups in the Premier League this weekend, and then Erling Haaland is minus one fifty. He still has the best goal odds of anyone. Uh, So even though, you know, this is top of the table battle, there's a lot of close matchups this week. And as you'll see, as we get, we talk about the next couple of games and then even our team parlay, there's a lot of close games. So even though it's Manchester City, Liverpool, Manchester City are still the biggest favorite of the 10 games this week. So let's get into that. Yeah, let's get into that next game. We got, we're going from the top of the table all the way to the bottom of the table. We got uh, Sheffield United, our home, coming off. Yes, their first one in the season. They're home against Bournemouth. Sheffield United are plus 220. Bournemouth are plus 120. Uh, the draw is plus 250. You can get over two and a half goals at minus 120. Under two and a half goals is minus 105. Uh, we could get Oliver McBurney back in the starting 11 for Sheffield United, which I think is a pretty big help for him. Even though it's even though it's McBurney, uh, he is probably their best goal scorer, and he's, he's a big presence up front for him. Uh, Bournemouth are mostly fine billing. I think he's going to be back from his minor issue before the break. We'll see about Vinicius and Sheffield's midfield, and they might have some other guys coming back. They've had a ton of injuries this season. But when I first look at this, and when I continue to look at this, Bournemouth at plus 120 away from home. I don't think Bournemouth should be this big of a favorite against anyone in the league. Uh, I mean, away from home. Maybe at home they can be you know plus 120 favorite, but away from home. As a favorite, I, I just don't trust in Bournemouth. Do you, can you
2: trust in Bournemouth? Uh, no, you can't trust any of these teams. <laughs> I think it's a short answer. I was looking at, I, you know, I love looking at the away and home splits and, like, how they perform. Uh, Sheffield United, I think they have four points at home this season, which is close. I mean, Burnley, who have not won a game, at home and given up a ton of goals. They're sitting on zero. Then I think there was one other team ahead of Sheffield in terms of home performance that or are in terms of doing poorly at home. That was Loon Town. They've got two points. Um, Sheffield, they're they've given they've uh, at home they've scored six goals. They've given up sixteen. They've been kind of a you know that's pretty savvy. Uh So. I it's I I kind of trust Bournemouth in this spot a little bit. I I didn't take them for my 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 trust bet, but uh, I I do like could I could see them pulling away, taking a point here is what I'm saying. If not, maybe three here. Uh, they have actually, and, and when I say that, I need to back up uh, and say that they have, along with Sheffield United, Bournemouth, and Sheffield United, are the two worst away teams. Uh, Bournemouth, of course, traveling Sheffield United here, so it's uh it's a matchup of. Two teams that are particularly bad. Um, I it, it was uh, as I was looking through a couple of bet options, um, I was a bit concerned. Uh, Sheffield giving up the second most goals at home uh, in six matches, and uh, of course I mentioned Bournemouth being poor. But I'm going to go for a little gener- generic bet here. Um, two to three goals bands is plus 100. I don't see this one being like a two-two affair. They're three-two affair. I think you know we could even see. I, hopefully not a one nil, um, but I think just given yeah, that would that would scare me a little bit. But I, I like like a, a two one or a, a two nil, but uh, win win here potentially for uh, Bournemouth. A two nil win for Bournemouth? Get out Why of not? here! I, I you know call it a call it a one one draw, whatever. I'm just saying there's going to be two goals, three goals. That's is quite a generic bet here. But I hate this matchup. You know, I think maybe <laughs> we'll have to be tuned in. I love but... this matchup: Blades <laughs>
1: against the Cherries. Oh yeah,
2: huge, yeah, huge cherry's
1: uh, <laughs> guy here. Um I think it's going to be 1-1 or 2-1 Sheffield United. And I got a bet in my article that includes Sheffield, I'll say it right now. There is a bet in my article that includes Sheffield United double chance. I'm not uh, brave enough to take Sheffield United money line. I was very close to doing that in this bet, but it is Sheffield uh, United. <laughs> it is Sheffield well. United. So I'm not going to go that far. But I do want to point out their home matches. So they had the 8-0 home loss against Newcastle, which I think is kind of fresh in everyone's minds because you know it was eight-nil. Uh the first match, they lost one-nil against Crystal Palace. Okay. They battled against Manchester City. 2-1, almost got a point from that. 2-2, uh higher scoring than everyone thought. They were up 2-1 at one point against Everton. Uh also against Manchester United, that was a 2-1 loss. Many also thought they should have gotten a point of that. And then they had the 2-1 win against Wolverhampton. You can see Bournemouth's results. a little. There's a lot of tougher matchups, so I'm not sure you can you can take away a ton from it. But uh, they did lose 3-0 at Everton recently. And I think Sheffield United are the team... To uh, take on this one, if they get wow. McBurn, if they get McBurney back, Bournemouth are playing differently than they have last season. Obviously, with Ariola as their manager, they're attacking a little more. They're getting more. Uh, they're they're attacking a little more. It's just not leading to goals. And Sheffield United have actually played outside of the outside of the Newcastle game when they allowed eight goals. They've actually been holding down decent attacks, uh, you could say. And the my theory at this bet as i get into my bet here chris is shaking his head he's like where's this bet at but my theory is that sheffield united they know they can take they know they can take at least a point out of this one and they i think they know they can probably can t- get three points out of this and and that's usually when i bet for lower scoring matches and i'm going under four and a half corners in the first half at minus one oh five so the theory is that, okay, they're playing things a little safer. They Sheffield United don't want to go out for the attack right away. They don't want to be, you know, in range for Bournemouth getting a goal or two early and being down at home and having to force the issue. They're going to want to keep things tight. They're not going to want to allow a goal early. They're, they'll be fine if it's scoreless at halftime kind of a thing. So I think it's going to be kind of slow in the first half. It's not like Bournemouth are that good of a team to, you know, force the issue and just dominate and rack up five corners away from home kind of a thing. So under under four and a half corners in the first half at minus 105 uh you don't you don't agree with me with Sheffield United but do you agree with that first half
2: I, uh, I like your your theory on you know Sheffield sitting in um you know sitting under four and a half corners I think that makes sense too uh you know god forbid you you know you go out early but if you ever did you know we and there was a gravestone. We'd have to put I like Sheffield United in the spot. They're getting Ollie, Ollie McBurney back. <laughs> we if that if you happen to go out early, you know, hopefully it's a long, fruitful life. But uh if not, we gotta put that on the gravestone. That might have been the cause.
1: Yeah, but I mean they already have a healthy James McAtee, they have a healthy Gustavo Hammer. They got all these studs that are healthy. Yeah, so
2: absolutely.
0: that's why I'm not yeah, mentioning them. Cameron
1: yeah. Archer, come on. No good, respect. Good,
0: good.
2: Good call, good call. At home against the Cherries, yeah, you
1: know. Oh, hey, McBurney, you're not
2: any big. He's gonna go win some aerials. You're not a true bladesman. Put as, it in the mixer for the big
1: can seller. see. Here. Yeah, you're right. I think McBurney's gonna score. You called out. We talked wow. about before the show. You called about Neil Maupay a couple weeks ago. He yeah. ended up scoring for Brentford. I think McBurney's
2: gonna get the winner in this one. So has, if you want, has there been any Twitter hype from the club account about McBurney getting back? Like, you know, maybe some. some I think there will be photos of him in training. If that's the case, then maybe you're right. I think there will be. He's plus 230 to score.
1: Uh, I I should have taken that, if I'm, for being honest. But uh, I'll do that for their next home game, we'll say. Next game we, we got is another top of the table. Yeah, we're looking at the top of the table. Uh, I don't have the table up anymore, but
2: I think these teams are both top six, right? Yeah, that- they are. Uh, we got, uh, let's see, Tottenham's fourth. On 26 points, Aston Villa, uh, tw- fifth on <laughs> 25 points, with uh, a perfect home record. Both of these teams have a perfect home record, which is, you know, interesting, I believe. Oh, sorry. Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham drew that one. Or I guess they lost the game at home to Chelsea. That must have been. Aston yeah, when they got there. No, yeah, they had
1: those red cards, that yep. whole, uh, yeah. that great match that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so these teams were battling for whatever it was. I think it actually, yeah, it was 7th and 8th in the table last season. And then Tottenham, Aston Villa won 2-1 uh, late or middle of May. So that I think that got them the edge to 7th place. That's why they're in the Europa Cup or Europa Conference League. And that's why Tottenham are not. But we got Tottenham plus 135 to win. And Aston Villa are at plus 175. The draw is plus 285. You can get over three and a half goals. So respecting goals here. Plus 120 under three and a half goals is minus 160. Uh, of course, we got a bunch of questions. Assonville have no questions, really. It's been the same guys pretty much all season. But Romero is still suspended. Basuma is suspended for five yellow cards. So he's a new suspension from the last game. We know James Madison's out. We know all these other guys are out. Udogi is the question coming back from his hamstring issue that he had just before the break. If he isn't ready, it'll be Emerson again, playing on the left back opposite of Pedro Porro. So as you can see in the lineup, i moved in Bettenker over, over uh, Basuma, who is suspended. So without James Madison, they went to this 4-3-3 and they basically replaced Madison in the starting 11 with Pierre, Emil Hoisberg. Uh, so, that is a problem of course and how do you how do you play this this overall this tottenham lineup where they have two non-starting center backs they have possibly the return of Kerr, who's came off the bench three times this season the return of Kerr to the starting 11 Hoysberg in the starting 11 they just don't have the creative force really uh without james madison so how do you think tottenham deal with that
2: i think yeah it's interesting because they're not like set up to to you know uh uh and just got them playing a pretty, you know, high line attacking football where like the players that they're putting out there this week is like maybe not uh, set up perfectly for that kind of system. You know, you got club legends, uh, Eric Dyer, Ben Davies probably holding it down at center back uh, doesn't give you a whole lot of confidence, but, but still, I'm interested to see if they like take the, you know, if like tactically they take the foot off the gas slightly Um because you think so uh, after no, all I, of Coglu's comments this season, I'm not. I'm not saying that's what they do, but like everything you know about it, you're like, ah, oh, maybe it might be worth it to like to sit in a bit. We're playing a pretty quality opponent. Um, we're missing a boatload of our best players, uh, unfortunately. I mean, they still have a pretty pretty strong attack with uh, with you know in and Brandon Johnson, and and they. I mean, they're going to be missing Madison, but like they got some guys who could score some goals there, but still. Interested to see what happens with uh, with some of those guys coming back from internationals and, and these injuries, but uh, yeah, it, you just look at it and you're like, they gotta they gotta play a different style than like you know, than playing it up top or playing a very high line. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Aston Villa, most notably here, Tottenham, one of the better defensive teams at home, of course that probably doesn't surprise many people. Um, they've given up uh, six goals at home so far. Uh, they've only scored nine goals though, which is kind of uh, kind of interesting. You'd expect, you know, the same teams who have a similar defensive record have kind of filled it up. Looking at like the Man Cities, the Aston Villas, the at home at least, uh, the Liverpool's of the world. Uh, meanwhile, Aston Villa, despite them being six and zero playing at home, they've been qu- kind of pretty poor away from away from when, they, when they when they travel. They've scored. Uh, let's see, they've only scored six goals away from home in six matches. They've they've given up twelve. I I'd have to remember some of the specific matches, but uh um, 3-0 at Liverpool is the price
1: stands out. 5-1 at
2: Newcastle. Yeah. So I mean eight of those, eight of those 12 goals coming in two matches, but they you know, from a points perspective, they it's not like they've been good either. So um they've been way better at home. Both, you know, I kind of that kind of leads me to believe this might be like a, a low scoring affair. Uh I like the uh I think I had did I have under two and a half goals at plus one fifty-five. I you know, despite maybe Tottenham's lack of defensive options, they still I think they'll, they'll still be pretty well set up. Um, I think Villa might might struggle a bit too. So I'm on that. I'm a little weary of it. I kind of I kind of don't mind the Tottenham money line bet uh, if I was to pick a side at plus one thirty five. But uh, I kind of expect like a low score and a fair here, maybe like a 1-1 or a 1-0 or something like that too now. But I, I, I could be totally wrong on that. I just – that's what I feel for the match.
1: Yeah, I, I actually – I agree with this, but I agree with the under mentality uh, just based off of Aston Villa away from home this season. It was last season where, you know, the first season under Emory, Unai Emery, uh, they were – a better team away from home. And I was always betting on them away from home. But after some of these results, I've been kind of I've been kind of off of that. that. That Wolverhampton one. And then I was on Nottingham Forest. I forgot exactly what I took in that one, but Nottingham Forest ended up winning 2-0. Uh so I do like that. You're going you're going heavy with the plus 155 uh, yeah. instead of the the minus 160, which is the the under three and a half. So I, I think it's gonna be in that one-one. Two one range. I think I think that's kind of what we're looking at. And the thing that stands out to me, just we have a one game sample size really of this Pasta Coglu Tottenham side without James Madison. And at Wolverhampton, they had almost 60% possession, but they only managed six shots and they had 0.7 expected goals. And that that stuff happens when you lose a guy like James Madison, maybe maybe Los or, or someone else comes in the starting 11 and Pasacoglu, you know, he realized, OK, we need someone to actually get the ball and actually advance it forward other than basically three defensive midfielders uh, to to a certain extent with what they had yeah. in there. So. Uh, so if they line up like this, I mean, even if they throw in someone like Locelso or I don't know Brian Gill or something, or they really mix things up a little bit, they just they're not they're not very deep up front. That is kind of one of their issues, especially when you throw in the James Madison, Lisson injuries, Manure Solomon injury as well. So that's kind of why I'm leaning on with this bet. I went to Aston Villa raised to five corners at plus one fifty five. Funny enough, we're both on plus one fifty five bets. I think that means they both have to win. But just it's just under this theory where, okay, how much maybe they want to attack? Maybe Tottenham do want to attack, but are they going to be able to without without Madison? Okay, they've had the international break to kind of figure things out. But I'm still still kind of doubting it a little bit. And usually, usually I, I like trusting Unai Emery. And then even in this a spot like this, maybe Tottenham get a goal in the first half or something. You're also in play for okay, then I think Aston Villa will have the ability to push the rest of the way or at least to push and rack up corners to where they're on, they're getting five corners first. So I think there's a couple ways that this bet hits, but I like the odds here. Villa raised to five corners is plus 155, and then Chris is under two and a half goals plus 155. So what do you think? Do you think Tottenham get the win or is this more of a maybe a
2: draw kind of thing plus 285? <laughs> I, I think it's a, yeah, I think the draw. <laughs> it might be the Coward's way out, but I, Tottenham were just banged up. They're missing their best players. I, three of their best players. I mean, R- Romero, maybe not, but Van Vandevin had been just simply class um, coming into that, that starting 11. And, you know, Eric Dyer and Ben Davies aren't covering ground like he's covering ground. And it just makes the whole, the whole rest of the pitch, you now run smoothly. Uh, obviously, James Madison. Big huge absence. He's probably like you know, their player of the year so far. Even in the, even in the league, um, had he not been injured, so that's unfortunate. But yeah, I, last year though, you know, you look at it, in Aston Villa won two one at home. Um, then they they visited Tottenham. When Tottenham was pretty, that that, that was on New Year's Day. I think that was might have been. I, I would have. I don't remember the exact day that Conte went on his little rant um, about Tottenham. It might have been a little later, but that was the beginning of the end. Um, so they, they won that one 2-0, but yeah, I think, I think I like villa to, or uh, Tom to take some points here. Maybe I would rather have them money line, I guess, but it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Uh,
1: maybe Tottenham a little lucky at times this season. Sorry to the, sorry to the Spurs fans, but, uh, maybe they get lucky again. Maybe they get lucky again. Yeah. On to the team parlay.
0: We're driven by the search for better. You need Indeed. Chris,
1: you are looking at this uh, this interesting West Ham-Burnley match. I have a bet on this match in my article. That will be up again Friday morning. Check it out. Uh, I like that one a lot, actually. Burnley are at home against West Ham. What do you think is going to happen in this one?
2: Yeah, I, d- I just try to, you know, these, <laughs> these parlay bets, you know, I, I try to go to the well. You know, I try to go for the ones that are working out a lot you know, usually that's like Man City to win by, you know, by however, you know, one and a half goals or two and a half goals Liverpool at home. Uh, Something that is is typically happening on any given weekend. And uh, for me here, I looked at, uh, I looked at a team, a team like Burnley who has been, you know, I mentioned it at least once, but uh, who's been really poor at home. They played six matches. They've lost all six matches. They've scored four goals in those matches and given up uh, 18 goals total. Yes, you know, maybe some of the opponents have been pretty tough. They lost to uh, Aston Villa 3-1. I think they lost to was it City to start the season at home, that was 3-0. Um, they lost yeah. Tottenham at home 5-2, Manchester United 1-0, Chelsea 4-1 and Crystal Palace uh, 2-0 so some some top sides aside for maybe Crystal Palace no shade. Uh but uh, they're giving up goals is what I'm saying. West Ham you know, maybe not the most attacking side, but they've been they've been decent. They scored uh, three goals at Brighton, two goals at Luton. Uh, they were held to one goal against Aston and Liverpool away. But they just recently lost uh, to uh, to Brentford three two. So they are able to score score goals. Of course, Burnley giving up a couple each match at home. I like the West Ham over one and a half goals. It's one uh, minus one fifteen. I think that they could score at least two goals in this match, um, unless somehow by by Miracle Vincent company's got uh, Burnley playing a little bit more, uh, more condensed, I should say. Um, so I'm, I'm on that one that, that, that felt like a kind of an automatic trying to look for the easy layup, which of course is maybe not the best way to do things, but uh, I think that's where we're at.
1: I'm just trying to look through some news here because there hasn't really been anything. We haven't seen anything in the past 24 hours on Jared Bowen, but if Jared Bowen uh, was out, we, I think we know that Mikel Antonio is going to be out yeah, uh,
2: if Jared Bones out, do you still like this bet? I'd be I'd be concerned a little bit more, but I don't know Burnley. It's 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 more like yeah. I guess they'd have to play. I mean, we have Bowen in the starting eleven over at RotoWire dot com, but they're gonna play. Is he? and Kudos would be in. Or Kudos is would be in. I guess.
1: Um, Kudos has been starting. Uh, yeah, they've been kind of changing some things up, so it'd be like. Suchek would be playing kind of an attacking role, and you have GWP and Alvarez back, and then you have Kudus and Paquita on the wings, with Bowen yeah. uh, kind of a false nine. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, I'd i be concerned, but, yeah, I mean, Burnley have just been so, so, so bad. Like, they let Palace score twice. Do we think the Palace attack is better than the West Ham attack without Jared Bowen?
1: Uh, currently, with Olise and Eze.
2: Did they have them in that match? Uh
1: I think Kudus is probably no, not at least. Um no, I still think West Ham's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, just I mean Kudus. in that match where
2: they, they gave Like up if
1: two, I think if Bowen doesn't start, they'd start Ben Rama, and Ben Rama's
2: pretty good as well. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean they in that game where they gave up two goals uh, to Palace, the starting attack was Edward Will Hughes, the ghost of Will Hughes. Uh, Jordan Ayu and then Jeffrey Schloop out on the left. So it's not like they, you know, I still, even despite this, I still like the Crystal Cross. I just went
1: down a rabbit hole on this Jared Bone injury. There's some random Twitter doctor that's saying he might need knee surgery or something, but I, I have no idea who this Twitter doctor is. So I'm <laughs> not going <laughs> to. No. You can't be citing Twitter doctors. <laughs>
2: podcast this is a reputable podcast yeah
1: i'll wait for uh i'll wait for david moyes to actually say something about that so chris says i'll pull it up here on the screen chris has west ham over one and a half goals against burnley that's minus 115 i i did some digging i almost considered i as i said i i almost went with sheffield united money line i actually almost went with uh Nottingham forest money line they're plus 210 at home against brighton brighton are really struggling uh, I almost went with corners over corners in Crystal Palace Luton Town, but I'm going to this Brentford Arsenal match, and I told Chris I saw a tweet about you know Brentford uh, talking about this game being under the lights, and you know it's Thomas Frank off a break, never never a great sign, but. Uh, This line movement is is on my side here. For the past two weeks, Brentford have gone from plus 285 to win. Now they're at plus 360 to win. So I got Arsenal money line at Brentford at minus 130. So the one thing that actually sold me here is these teams actually already played under the lights at Brentford back in September. Uh, This was in the EFL Cup. Brentford put in pretty much their A squad for the most part. They they had Visa and Bomo starting pretty much their set midfield. Arsenal had – a pretty heavy B squad. Uh Emil Smith rowe started Segoe Jr. and Ketia, Reese Nelson, Ben White was a center back. Kiwi Or started that one. Arsenal still managed to have sixty percent possession. They still managed to win one nil. Uh that that is what sold me in this spot. I still I'm not heavy on Brentford overall. I know I I do like betting on Brentford and Thomas Frank, but still they don't have Ivan Toney. They don't have their starting two fullbacks in Aaron Hickey and Rico Henry. And when you're going against Saka on the wing, when you're going against Martinelli on the wing, not having your your top two fullbacks is an issue. So that's kind of why I'm going with Arsenal here. They're minus 130 to win. And when you put that with West Ham over one and a half goals at minus 115, we get plus 230 odds. Chris, I'm on three in a row in the team parlay, so nice. you know if you, if you catch up the pace, we got ours last week. We're gonna be we're gonna be on a run
2: here pretty soon here. So, yeah, that was that was big. The, the lads were buzzing after we hit our parlay uh, two week two weekends ago here. Um, pretty pumped up. I, I like both of our bets here. I'm surprised because you know I think Thomas Frank is probably uh, Adam's managerial crush um so big for you to bet against him but uh i I do uh I do I'm interested in this one it would be huge if we go back to back uh back to back game weeks with uh the parlay hitting I know I can
1: I can bet against my heart that's how good of a better I am I can bet yeah, against I mean my heart.
2: yeah that's true
1: all right Chris so actually uh so what's your favorite Thanksgiving
2: Oh, first Thanksgiving of all I'm gonna give a bonus bet. Uh, Seattle Sounders. Yeah, baby. We got a uh, LAFC coming into the, to uh, century no, Lumen field now on Sunday, uh, 630 local. So three 30 out on the East coast uh, should be a big game. Sounders, <clears throat> they win this, they should have another home match. I've been to the first two games um, and they, they both were good games. Uh, of course, I think it you know, laFC a bit of a different opponent they've been pretty good over the last couple of years um i this one just you know yells at me as I pull up the uh the mls uh bets here on the the, the numbers on draftkings uh sales sounders plus 125 money line in the big house in the in so I wonder if I'll open up the big house <laughs> no i'm not i don't i'm curious if they open up the second tier or the the top tier of, of seats they typically have those closed for Sounders games. All I know is they are charging a premium for these playoff tickets, man. I was, usually you can get in there for like forty bucks, and they were definitely more of this for this game. So I was kind of rattled. Um, but uh, Wait, how
1: often the Seahawks play Thursday and this game Sunday? How often do they do that? That
2: big of a turnaround or that? Short I was thinking turnaround? about that too because uh, it wasn't the last couple matches. They were not. They were away or so one of the you know. So they were. Two weekends ago, I think it was, they were – Yeah, they're usually
1: like a week separated probably, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then they had the – the Seahawks were like away playing like the Giants or some L.A. or something like that. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, a quick turnaround for the lads, especially on uh, Thanksgiving. They'll probably be back in on Black Friday just switching out the – I mean, it's not like they're switching out the field. I guess they are, yeah. They're switching out the – at least the – I don't know how this works, but I'm interested now. Um, but then if they don't have the, the third tier or whatever the top tier of, of seats kind of they usually like put out the sounders whatever covers um but yeah it should be a big game I'll be in attendance like plus sounders plus 125. Uh, back on topic though Thanksgiving bets or Thanksgiving food Thanksgiving um, bets all right yeah bets <laughs> so you know turkey turkey for me is a bottom tier meat. Um, it's, it's, you know, not what I'm getting after. I think most people could probably agree with that. Uh, it's, I do, you know, I think there's some, good it is a popular it. take. It is a popular yeah. take. Like give me chicken over, over Turkey pretty much any day. Uh, but I'm going to be smoking a bird on, uh, on Thursday or tomorrow. What kind but, of bird? Um, I got like a little eight, or I got an 18 pound, uh, Turkey will be spatchcocked right, so, in that. So thing. it is a Turkey. Okay. It is a Turkey. You know, I, all year I was talking, I was talking, crap I was like i'm not gonna do a bird we're just gonna do some nice like you know new york strips or something like that uh because i love beef but don't love turkey but uh, we'll be smoking a bird either way i could have a, you know, a lot of talk in the group chat like how are we not gonna have a, a turkey so um we'll get that dry brine going today spatchcock that sucker get how a many people drink. are you feeding uh 10 i think 10 okay i was gonna say 18 pounds that's a yeah. big but then you could the. I will say the leftover turkey is honestly better than the actual turkey, in my opinion, because you can you can make like a you know you can make turkey tacos, some ra- yeah turkey tacos. Uh, we do like a turkey tetrazzini bake. It's like a white sauce um, kind of spaghetti or not spaghetti, but pasta based dish. Um, so that's pretty good. But I'm not a big turkey guy. I'm gonna leave the cranberry off the off the plate. Any cranberry related thing, uh, mostly though. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. Going I be, I love Brussels sprouts, but yeah. So if I, that's where I'm at. Big uh, Brussels sprouts guy. Starches and sprouts. That's, those are my go-to. And then, you know, the gambit of pies, like let, let me put down like a three to five piece on the pies for sure. Um, pecan bean, the first silver all around. Okay. Okay. Uh, good. Yeah. That's. What about you? What, what do we got for your, your uh, turkey day takes?
1: Uh, I was going to say just backing off your, your pecan pie take. Uh, that is my mm-hmm. number one, uh, Apple pie, bottom of the list. Apple pie is too boring for me. It's just not. I'm not a true American, but it's just not. It's just not my favorite one. You know, if if I have ten choices of pie, as long as there's not like I don't know, some some weird some weird pie. Apple pie is going to be the tenth one I take from the list. So I I would put you know pumpkin pie above that, pecan pie above that, so. Shepherd's pie for dessert. Oh, <laughs> yeah, a good shepherd's pie for dessert. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I think you know shepherd's Over pie, apple, are good.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be, you know, back in the day, I was probably heavy on, on mashed potatoes, but it's kind of boring. It's a little boring, but you can do yeah. you can do some smash mashed potatoes. You can mix it up a little bit, put yeah. some put some more fixings in it, kind of thing. But I've kind of advanced the sweet potato a little bit wow. as well. Maybe not the the, maybe not the ones with marshmallows on top. It's just too sweet. It's just too sweet. Like that's that's a dessert. Like I guess replace replace the marshmallows and sweet potatoes. Uh,
2: Use that instead of the apple pie. I'll say have that for dessert instead. Interesting. Yeah, yams. (laughs) I'm a pretty like. I would eat sweet potatoes as like you know a potato style, but not like when you've added like like, sugar and other stuff to them. It's just kind of gross.
1: Yeah, it just kind of adds to it. But thank you for the. Uh, we got three live listeners that are just t- listening to our Thanksgiving takes here. So, shouts to the, the live listeners. Shouts yeah. to Steve for Steve for calling Sala the tap in merchant. But everyone, have a great Thanksgiving. And if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, let's let's win some bets. Let's win some money. That's why we're here. Uh, we're gonna get these numbers back. Chris has been telling me all week. He's got to get above five hundred. He's got to get back above yeah. five hundred. So uh, that's what we're gonna do here. Again, rotowire.com slash soccer trial to get all the stuff. That's 48 hour trial. We got predicted lineups up. We got FPL rankings up, Fantrax rankings up. We got a lot of good stuff. We got the FPL cheat sheet as well. And then I'll throw on, if you're watching, I'll throw on the link. Movember.com slash T slash If you want to donate there, uh, you get in the raffle for three, a free three month trial at rotowire so chris thank you for these bets let's win some money this weekend let's eat some 18 pounds of turkey and uh good luck to you in your spatchcocking how about that
2: thank you i need the help with the spatchcocking
0: (laughs) purchase new wiper blades from o'reilly auto parts today and we'll install them for free see better and drive safer with o'reilly auto parts oh oh oh
2: o'reilly Auto Parts